0: SECTION 33 OF GRAY'S ANATOMY, PART 5, THIS IS A LIBRIVOX RECORDING. ALL LIBRIVOX RECORDINGS ARE IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN. FOR MORE INFORMATION, OR TO VOLUNTEER, PLEASE VISIT LIBRIVOX.ORG. RECORDING BY DR. VALERIE ROSS. ANATOMY OF THE HUMAN BODY, PART 5, BY HENRY GRAY. THE MALE GENITAL ORGANS. ORGANA GENITALIA virilia. THE MALE GENITALS INCLUDE THE TESTES, THE DUCTUS DEFERENTES, the vesiculi seminalis, the ejaculatory ducts, and the penis, together with the following accessory structures, namely the prostate and the bulbourethral glands. THE TESTES AND THEIR COVERINGS The testes are two glandular organs which secrete the semen. They are suspended in the scrotum by the spermatic cords. At an early period of fetal life, the testes are contained in the abdominal cavity, behind the peritoneum. Before birth, they descend to the inguinal canal along which they pass with the spermatic cord, and, emerging at the subcutaneous inguinal ring, they descend into the scrotum, becoming invested in their course by coverings derived from the serous, muscular, and fibrous layers of the abdominal parietes, as well as by the scrotum. The coverings of the testes are the skin, cremaster, scrotum, dartos tunic, form fascia, intercrural fascia, tunica vaginalis. The scrotum is a cutaneous pouch which contains the testes and parts of the spermatic cords. It is divided on its surface into two lateral portions by a ridge or raffae which is continued forward to the undersurface of the penis and backward along the middle line of the perineum to the anus. Of these two lateral portions the left hangs lower than the right to correspond with the greater length of the left spermatic cord. Its external aspect varies under different circumstances. Thus, under the influence of warmth, and in old and debilitated persons, it becomes elongated and flaccid, but under the influence of cold, and in the young and robust, it is short, corrugated, and closely applied to the testes. The scrotum consists of two layers, the integument and the dartos tunic. The integument is very thin, of a brownish color, and generally thrown into folds or rugae. It is provided with sebaceous follicles, the secretion of which has a peculiar odor, and is beset with thinly scattered crisp hairs, the roots of which are seen through the skin. The dartos tunic, tunica dartos, is a thin layer of non-striped muscular fibers, continuous around the base of the scrotum, with the two layers of the superficial fascia of the groin and the perineum. It sends inward a septum. Which divides the scrotal pouch into two cavities for the testes and extends between the raphé and the under surface of the penis as far as its root. The dartos tunic is closely united to the skin externally, but connected with the sub adjacent parts by delicate areolar tissue, upon which it glides with the greatest facility. The intercrural fascia, intercolumnar or external spermatic fascia, is a thin membrane prolonged downward around the surface of the cord and testis. It is separated from the dartos tunic by loose areolar tissue. The cremaster consists of scattered bundles of muscular fibers connected together into a continuous covering by intermediate areolar tissue. The infundibuliform fascia, tunica vaginalis communis, testis et funiculi spermatici, is a thin layer which loosely invests the cord. It is a continuation downward of the transversalis fascia. The tunica vaginalis is described with the testes. Vessels and Nerves The arteries supplying the coverings of the testes are the superficial and deep external pudendal branches of the femoral, the superficial perineal branch of the internal pudendal, and the cremasteric branch from the inferior epigastric. The veins follow the course of the corresponding arteries. The lymphatics end in the inguinal lymph glands. The nerves are the ilioinguinal and lumboinguinal branches of the lumbar plexus, the two superficial perineal branches of the internal pudendal nerve, and the pudendal branch of the posterior femoral cutaneous nerve. The inguinal canal, canalis inguinalis, is described on page 418. The spermatic cord, funiculus spermaticus, extends from the abdominal inguinal ring, where the structures of which it is composed converge to the back part of the testis. In the abdominal wall, the cord passes obliquely along the inguinal canal, lying at first beneath the obliquus internus and upon the fascia transversalis, but nearer the pubis, it rests upon the inguinal and lacunar ligaments, having the aponeurosis of the obliquus externus in front of it and the inguinal falx behind it. It then escapes at the subcutaneous ring and descends nearly vertically into the scrotum. The left cord is rather longer than the right, consequently the left testis hangs somewhat lower than its fellow. Structure of the Spermatic Cord The spermatic cord is composed of arteries, veins, lymphatics, nerves, and the excretory duct of the testis. These structures are connected together by areolar tissue and invested by the layers brought down by the testis in its descent. The arteries of the cord are the internal and external spermatics and the artery to the ductus deferens. The internal spermatic artery, a branch of the abdominal aorta, escapes from the abdomen at the abdominal inguinal ring and accompanies the other constituents of the spermatic cord along the inguinal canal and through the subcutaneous inguinal ring into the scrotum. It then descends to the testis and, becoming tortuous, divides into several branches, two or three of which accompany the ductus deferens and supply the epididymis, anastomosing with the artery of the ductus deferens. The others supply the substance of the testis. The external spermatic artery is a branch of the inferior epigastric artery. It accompanies the spermatic cord and supplies the coverings of the cord, anastomosing with the internal spermatic artery. The artery of the ductus deferens, a branch of the superior vesicle, is a long slender vessel which accompanies the ductus deferens ramifying upon its coats and anastomosing with the internal spermatic artery near the testis. The spermatic veins emerge from the back of the testis and receive tributaries from the epididymis. They unite and form a convoluted plexus, the plexus pampiniformis, which forms the chief mass of the cord. The vessels composing this plexus are very numerous, and ascend along the cord in front of the ductus deferens. Below the subcutaneous inguinal ring they unite to form three or four veins, which pass along the inguinal canal, and entering the abdomen through the abdominal inguinal ring coalesce to form two veins. These again unite to form a single vein, which opens on the right side into the inferior vena cava at an acute angle and on the left side into the left renal vein at a right angle. The lymphatic vessels are described on page 713. The nerves are the spermatic plexus from the sympathetic joined by filaments from the pelvic plexus which accompany the artery of the ductus deferens. The scrotum forms an admirable covering for the protection of the testes. These bodies, lying suspended and loose in the cavity of the scrotum and surrounded by serous membrane, are capable of great mobility, and can therefore easily slip about within the scrotum, and thus avoid injuries from blows or squeezes. The skin of the scrotum is very elastic, and capable of great distension. and on account of the looseness and amount of subcutaneous tissue, the scrotum becomes greatly enlarged in cases of edema, to which this part is especially liable as a result of its dependent position. The testes are suspended in the scrotum by the spermatic cords, the left testis hanging somewhat lower than its fellow. The average dimensions of the testis are from four to five centimeters in length, two point five centimeters in breadth, and three centimeters in the antero-posterior diameter. Its weight varies from ten point five to fourteen grams. Each testis is of an oval form, compressed laterally, and having an oblique position in the scrotum. The upper extremity is directed forward and a little lateralward, the lower backward and a little medialward, the anterior convex border looks forward and downward, the posterior or straight border to which the cord is attached backward and upward. The anterior border and lateral surfaces, as well as both extremities of the organ, are convex, free, smooth, and invested by the visceral layer of the tunica vaginalis. The posterior border, to which the cord is attached, receives only a partial investment from that membrane. Lying upon the lateral edge of this posterior border is a long, narrow, flattened body named the epididymis. The epididymis consists of a central portion or body, an upper enlarged extremity, the head, globus major, and a lower pointed extremity, the tail, globus minor which is continuous with the ductus deferens, the duct of the testis. The head is intimately connected with the upper end of the testis by means of the efferent ductules of the gland. The tail is connected with the lower end by cellular tissue and a reflection of the tunica vaginalis. The lateral surface, head and tail of the epididymis are free and covered by the serous membrane. The body is also completely invested by it, excepting along its posterior border, while between the body and the testis is a pouch named the sinus of the epididymis, digital fossa. The epididymis is connected to the back of the testis by a fold of the serous membrane. End of section 33. Recording by Dr. Valerie Ross.